0: From the Emperor's Palace on Coruscant to the Imperial Base on Qualodon, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here with my co-host, Marie Macias. Guess what, Marie? (laughs) What? (laughs) I finished the arrowhead.
1: Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Throw us confetti. This is amazing, Aaron. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Lego confetti everywhere.
1: Oh, that would hurt.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I I I finished Arrowhead, and I got so uh, into the uh, building Lego again. Is that I went ahead and started the next set that I have as well. So,
1: what was that one?
0: The Y wing.
1: Oh, nice.
0: So yeah, so the Arrowhead was a fun build. Definitely, um, it's a it's a long one. It's uh, as far as like the length of the ship. Yeah, um, it's a very it's so you, it it's a, a bit of a challenge. I think you were talking about how it's a bit of a challenge to find display space for it.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so it's it's sitting next to me right now on my shelf because I I don't have very much space in my home current my current residence. I don't have a lot of space of my own to display things. I gotcha. But I have one shelf in my bedroom that's like mine, <laughs> and it sits right next to my desk where I podcast. And so the shelf has like uh like a bunch of nerdy books and that kind of stuff on a couple of the shelves. But then the top of the shelf has uh, two Lego sets right now. And the one now is the Arrowhead. I used to have the Sarlacc pit there. But the Arrowhead is so long that it's it's kind of like invading the space of the other Lego set, <laughs> which is like a pirate fortress. <laughs>
1: oh, I bet the pirates aren't happy the about that. The pirates are not
0: happy. No, they, so the Arrowhead, it, it, the, the two worlds are now fusing, which is kind of weird.
1: <laughs> we need a pirates episode in uh in freemaker adventures now that yes. that's not necessarily about hondo we can focus on other different types of pirates
0: right right with more like traditional style pirate ships
1: yes yeah yeah, <laughs> but,
0: yeah so it's a little bit of a weird fusion of uh, a star star wars spaceship like invading the space of a, a classic pirates uh fortress
1: nice and what minifigs came with the y-wing
0: uh, the Y wing comes with. I've only built um, the first bag, and that the first bag had. Uh, let's see, it had Admiral Radis.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Which is a cool. That's a very unique, you know, minifig. I think it's the only set that he's in. And then it also c- came with Moroff. I think his name is, which is a, that like that white kind of Wookiee looking furry creature
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with
0: the weird mask from Rogue One.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: Um, which is kind of a weird set for him to be in because he's part of Saul's crew, I think.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think so.
0: So, every everything else that comes in the set is kind of more rebellion-based, like, you know, characters you might see in the the hangar of the, you know, the ship hangar. But then gotcha. you have this random kind of partisan there as well. So, <laughs> I think they were just looking for a set to put him in.
1: Yeah, but... I need to I need to rewatch Rogue One. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah.
0: But he's a cool he's a pretty cool looking minifig with uh and th- there's like a backpack for him that oh, you actually cool. have to build the whole backpack so it's not just a, a piece that goes with him. You have to build out this entire backpack and it's so bulky that he doesn't stand up on his own <laughs> at all. So you have to you have to have like a little base piece to hold to to set him on. So That's funny.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Is there space in it that you can like put little thingies things inside
0: in his backpack
1: yeah
0: um let's see i'm holding him in my hand now no there's not really it's it's just it's kind of a piece that connects like over his neck like most of the kind of backpack pieces would gotcha and then and then they just connect a bunch of other pieces to that so he's got it It's kind of hard to explain without seeing it but there's a couple pieces that kind of clip on and they all just connect to each other so it's about let's see one two three four it's got to be like 10 to 12 pieces that make up his backpack so it's a lot of stuff but it's brilliant once you see it kind of all built together it actually looks pretty cool but it doesn't yeah he definitely doesn't stand on his own unless you either severely bend him forward which looks awkward (laughs) or you put a little base piece Which I have a lot of those minifig base pieces because I buy buy the blind bag minifigs. Gotcha. So he can kind of just stand on one of those, I guess.
1: Uh, So no Lego snacks go in that backpack.
0: (laughs) No, I don't think we could fit any Lego snacks. You could probably clip one to it, but not inside. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and I also built a little mini ghost recently that came with the Lego magazine. And the Lego magazine was in German. So, but I, I feel like they also publish it in English in the UK. But the the one I got was German, and uh, thankfully the instructions are just visual, so I didn't <laughs> I didn't need any words or anything to build everything. But it was a very quick build; it was less than five minutes, and it's such an adorable little ghost from Star Wars Rebels.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That's actually a really unique uh, little set to have. Like I haven't seen that too much because I think it because it came as part of the magazine. And it wasn't yeah. in the U.S. It's not an easy set to get. So, yeah, that, I saw that. You had posted pictures of it. That's that's pretty cool. I'm, like, so jealous that you have that.
1: <laughs> like, I know. It's like, I don't have the big one, so I, I I'll get this little tiny one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then you have the one that comes with Hera, too, right?
1: Yes, I do. That's okay. right. Yes.
0: So you have like the little mini build, and then the little bit bigger build. So you gotta get the big one eventually. I
1: gotta get the big one. Yeah. yeah I'm. I'm just gonna have to drop like five hundred dollars for it though, because <laughs> that's probably what it's going for on eBay at this point.
0: Oh man, I saw <laughs> your build, the the one that you you were just talking about that you got out of the magazine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it looks like the pieces that that you know make it up look pretty basic.
1: They do. They are. Yeah.
0: So I was like, if I could just get a hold of the instructions, I could probably build it. But the only thing is, some of the pieces have more unique colors. That's right. So I could build yeah. a version of the ghost, or maybe a, another ship that's similar to the ghost, but it wouldn't be exact, probably.
1: I'll definitely send you the instructions because it's only two pages long.
0: Yeah, send that over. I might try to uh, piece one together just from my spare pieces.
1: Yeah, and we'll see a little variant ghost. <laughs> yeah, we'll
0: do a we'll do kind of a hybrid, um, ugly version, I guess, of the ghost.
1: That's right. (laughs) And also this week, uh, Danny Jacobs and John DiMaggio, who do Ram and Bash, respectively, they were in the Star Wars show, which is pretty cool because uh, they're just so much fun. (laughs) And they made me laugh throughout the entire interview that they had with Anthony Carboni.
0: Yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, actually, or watch it yet.
1: Mm, you definitely have to watch that one. Yeah, like I, de- I so definitely good.
0: am going to. I have. I can imagine uh, that those two guys would be funny together.
1: Yeah, and it was it, they did their voices. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's Raven Bash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when the guy that does the voice of Grabala the Hutt came on the show, you could tell right away you know, that it was him. Yeah. Because he sounds like Grabala the Hutt. I mean, he definitely plays up his voice a little bit for the character but he, he pretty much has the same voice how was it with these guys was it you know the voices that they use for ram and bash is it a lot different than their own voices
1: it is different yeah okay. but, yeah and they definitely have to alter their voice a bit in order to get that ram and bash flair <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice
1: <laughs> and then we also got an email yay
0: <laughs> we did get an email i <laughs> it's funny because at the end of every show when we kind of we tell people how they can contact us or how they can find the show and we always list off the email. But we and we get, we get a decent amount of communication from people that listen to the show, but usually through like Twitter. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, you know what, should we retire the email? You know, like nobody really emails us and is that even a way people communicate with podcasts anymore? <laughs> <laughs> and then right as I'm thinking that, we get this awesome email.
1: Yes, from Kaylee. And it was pretty awesome that she sent it to us because she felt like she was the only girl who watched Freemaker Adventures. So she's 14 and she said that she loves the Freemaker family, including especially Xander. She loves Xander and she said that her favorite moment of Xander's is when uh, that episode where they go to the auction house and... Cordy ends up screaming at him for having spent all the money and letting air in their airtight plan. (laughs) (laughs) So that's her favorite Xander moment. And I definitely wanted her to know that she wasn't the only girl. So I managed to get a few responses from other uh, fans in the fan community, uh, female fans. And I sent them to her and she was just overjoyed. And she says she teared up, and I'm so glad that you know we're able to show her that she's not alone. She's definitely she definitely has fans and the friends in the fan community.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it was just it was fun to see her enthusiasm for oh my
1: gosh for the show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I love her caps. She was in capital letters. The entire email, I loved it.
0: (laughs) And she sent us some really cool artwork that she had done and stuff. So, yeah, it was awesome to get communication from Kaylee.
1: Yeah. So if anyone else wants to send us an email, please do. We love hearing from you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess we'll move on into our review here. So it's the A Perilous Rescue episode written by David Shane. And it starts off with the Emperor not being so happy with what's going on with MOC and Darth Vader.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Emperor is not having too much luck with his his minions right now.
1: No, no, it's the job that he has to do himself. But of course, he won't. So, he he can't rely on these two guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got to change up the plans a little bit. I think part of the the hold up maybe for for Vader is that he just he is kind of jealous of MOC. And yeah. he doesn't want to see MOC succeed, so he's not going to do anything to help MOC.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, so if,
0: if the two would just kind of maybe try to get along, they might actually be able to combine their efforts and, and do something, um, you know, successful.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I the, I think Vader reveals that the Death Star is not, you know, coming together yet because of the fact that it needs kyber crystals and the Emperor starts to get super Angry, and he wants to use the zappity zap on them, and then that's when he realized that he should pair them up so that they could combine those forces together.
0: Yeah, and, and it was it Vader that said, "I think I prefer the zappity zap."
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a perfect line from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you have Rowan, who, uh, whose name is on the Emperor's desk. And I really love that he needed to jot that down so that he wouldn't get it wrong from that point forward.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, he finally gets the name correct.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, doesn't,
0: doesn't call him the wrong thing.
1: Although it would have been great if they had had him say the wrong name and then have him go to his desk, and then you can see all these other names on his desk in Arabesh. And then he points at it, and he goes, No, it's Rowan. Rowan Freemaker. <laughs>
0: That would have been great, or maybe like if they had had him like where he wrote it on his hand or something. Oh yes, where he holds his hand up.
1: <laughs> oh, that would have been so <laughs> hilarious.
0: <laughs> we're writing jokes for the show now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we switch on over to Valeria, who's helping out the Wookiees on Kashyyyk, and it's pretty cool that they actually continue on this fight. So like we're getting some background in terms of what's happening in this point in time. And again, the show's not canon, but it's following canon events. So you could say that if we were to read a novel later on, they might touch on a battle that's happening on Kashyyyk. And then we could say Valeria was there. (laughs) Right,
0: yeah, definitely. And this was um, another good place for them to showcase kind of the power of the Arrowhead.
1: Yes, I love the way that it was um, flying over the ocean, sort of like the X-wings in the Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the arrowhead has become such a key part of it seems like the success uh of the rebellion at this yes. at this point and the freemakers are a bit they're kind of like heroes of the rebellion at this point. <laughs> they're you know, they're not just that, you know, the mechanics that are helping fix all the ships anymore.
1: Right. And there's the The cool moment when the AT80s show up and it reminded me of Rogue One because it's on a beach and there's, you know, the ocean. And I love when, what's his name? I forgot his name. Xander. I love when Xander (laughs) says, Give me the blade. That's what he, that's his line. That's what it is. Give me the blade.
0: Yeah. Not (laughs) blade me.
1: (laughs) No, not blade me. Um and actually, Eugene Bird had replied to us on Twitter and said that he loves he loves that line <laughs> yes yeah,
0: yeah that it's it's cool how the arrowhead is set up too, where you know that Rowan and and um Xander both kind of can fly it together,
1: yes, and you Cordy know? was in there too, yeah,
0: so and even in the the Lego set they have like uh when you pop the top of the cockpit off, mm-hmm. you know you can set multiple characters kind of inside there, so. Yeah, they made yeah. enough space for it to be a family, you know, a family event if they want to go out together.
1: Yes, that's pretty cool. And then they head back to home one, and that's when Xander gets sort of promoted to fly with the Blue Squadron, and Cordy uh, joins the stri- the Strategy Council. And I really love how Cordy was just vomiting words. <laughs> she was just so hilarious in that point in time.
0: And she's like, I'm gonna go get my my list of plans or something like that. And then she like walks off screen, (laughs) comes back and was like, Wait, they're in my head. They're in my noggin.
1: (laughs) And Rowan's just shaking his head. Yeah, he's
0: like, (laughs) uh
1: And then Rowan does what he does best and he goes to build a ship. And I thought that was a pretty cool model. And I wondered if anyone had built like their own version of it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Actually the that scene, there was something else that was more interesting to me to try to rebuild.
1: Oh, yeah, what was it?
0: It was a Corey's living room set. Oh,
1: <laughs> I didn't, I, you know, to be honest, I didn't even register that scene. I just, I just found it hilarious that he was sleeping, but yeah, I didn't he, even take a look at the surroundings.
0: Yeah, when he's sleeping, he's sleeping in like his, his kind of like easy chair. I don't know, like. <laughs> He's got this big chair that he's sitting in, and then next to it is this, a little table with a lamp on it, and another little table that's holding like a coffee cup. And like, that, oh, <laughs> I want to build like a little a little living room set with Corey sitting in that chair. Although his legs don't really bend, so I don't know if that would quite work.
1: Oh, that's right. How do they yeah. do that in the
0: show? Now that I'm thinking <laughs> about it, because he was kind of just sitting there. Was his where his legs bent? He wasn't standing in the chair, was he?
1: I don't think so. No, he wasn't standing, but I definitely have to take a look back cuz I didn't I didn't even remember the decor that he had.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he had this yeah. whole and it's cool cuz if you look at the detail of the decor it do, it's cuz sometimes this show they'll cheat on the whole you know the like the surrounding things aren't always built out of Lego.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
0: this little set and everything with his little chair and his little table with the lamp, like it looked like it was all actual Lego pieces. So it's something you probably could build. Um, I don't know how well everything would fit together, but it'd, it'd be worth a try. Yeah. So, but I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool little uh, living room set he's got going on there.
1: Can you imagine if they sold that as a set?
0: <laughs> I know it'd be a perfect little poly bag, you know, f- you know, 25 pieces or 30 pieces or whatever it would take uh to build that with his minifig included. Oh yeah. I would totally buy that.
1: Yeah, yeah. With his with his eyes closed though. Yeah. That that'd be a variant minifig.
0: Variant minifig, yeah.
1: <laughs> and Rowan's told that the ship, although cool looking, it lacks a purpose. And so he's told to relax. <laughs> Just take it easy, Rowan. And he doesn't know how to take it easy. <laughs>
0: no. He's way too much energy. Which having a <laughs> A five-year-old son I can completely understand that
1: <laughs> Um, and I think I forget whether it was at this point in time that Vader and MOC are trying to like do their own methods oh the, yeah they were at the table yeah over and then they were talking about how Vader was communing with the force and MOC uh, had the had his arm extended into to see what he could find in terms of Rowan's activity and whatnot, and they both found it ridiculous <laughs> of each other to do that.
0: Yeah, they're basically mocking each other's methods.
1: Yeah, 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 and they start to attack each other before the Emperor comes in.
0: Yeah, I thought we were going to get to see like a Vader versus MOC full on lightsaber battle.
1: That would have been cool.
0: But uh, <laughs> the Emperor walked in like a, almost like a C three PO moment. It was <laughs> ruins the moment.
1: <laughs> but he was so pleased to have seen them, quote unquote, working, working along.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they backpedaled pretty quickly. Or Vader's just like, oh, and that's how to do a defensive move. Or... Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and then they switch right back to Rowan, and he's trying to relax, but he's bored, 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 yeah. bored, bored.
0: bored. <laughs> he's like, how long was that? It's like 1.6 seconds or something? Or no, yeah, a minute and six seconds.
1: <laughs> uh, but he's so bored out of his mind because he needs something to do. And and then that's when he gets that distress call from Maynard.
0: Yeah, yeah. and MOC's got some pretty sophisticated um, equipment that he can just kind of tap into whatever communicator that they, they have there. In the, I know, uh, yeah. The rebellion base. Um, it was
1: it was funny because I thought that I thought at first I thought oh my gosh uh, MOC got a hold of Maynard somehow and is forcing her to say this stuff, but then it was just a fabrication in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean they they definitely kept it a mystery until the reveal later on, but yeah at the the initial you know moment when they first showed her I was kind of like oh maybe you know maybe this is something legit that he he just needs to go off and help her out but um but no it it turned out to be a trap
1: yeah a trap indeed and i love that roger said i hate it when you use me to justify your bad decisions
0: <laughs> roger had like a different kind of mug this time
1: he did. It was blue. I remember yeah. that.
0: I know. I know. I notice all these weird details, but like <laughs> when, when it comes to the Lego pieces. But I'm like, I'm looking at the mug. I'm like, oh, that's different. He, that's not the one he typically has. I feel like maybe Roger just has like a mug collection.
1: Oh, that would be so like, funny. Which, if He does.
0: <laughs> which I hope we eventually see, like him go to some cabinet on the Star Scavenger and open it up, and you just get this plethora of different mugs, right? That he gets to pick from.
1: And they'd be, and they'd have like destinations that he picked up as a tourist. Or... <laughs> right?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome to Acto, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, all the different
0: planets they visited, he picked up a mug at the gift shop.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then as they're headed to Qualodon, they come across Tie fighters, and uh, Rowan at one point said before they encountered that, they said, he said, easy peasy, Leewee fruit squeezy. <laughs> <laughs> and then and I love that Roger also fights fights along with that. And he goes, Tie Fighters are not Leewee fruits.
0: <laughs> he's like, well, when life gives you Leewee fruits, you make, and he's like, Tie Fighters are not Leewee fruits.
1: <laughs> and apparently Leewee fruits were a thing beforehand. I briefly looked at the wikipedia page for it but they had been around
0: <laughs> that's a real thing Oh, okay
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't
0: use what's the other one that you always see pop up now ever since it showed up in rebels
1: uh meilu runs meilu
0: runs yeah i'm kind of surprised they didn't just go with that
1: it's kind of hard to make that into a rhyme <laughs> yeah. e- easy peasy Malu fru- run fruit squeezy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And and so Cordy um, on back in home one ends up coming up with a plan to attack this entire fleet of star destroyers, and she was so shy at first, and I love that. Was it Mon Mothma told her to speak up?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a nice moment. She, you you can tell she's like really nervous in this yeah. in this new role, and then she just kind of snaps out of it, which I can kind of relate with that a little bit because I'm just not. I'm not like a public speaker type at all. Mm. And I've but I, in my job and other things, um even just doing like fan events where, you know, you do panels and stuff. Right. Like it's like nerve-wracking for me up until I get on stage and start talking. But then you kind of snap out of it, you know, you kind of get in the zone, and it seemed like that's what happened to her where she was like nervous and kind of and then somebody was like, "Hey, you got to speak up." And then she just she gets into the moment and then boom, she comes up with this awesome plan yeah where she had it all you know this visual is prepared and, and everything and you're just like oh, okay like her nerves are gone and now she's really owning it
1: yeah yeah command and she gets a commander rank as well commander freemaker and yeah i'm not that person i when i'm on stage you don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth i don't know what's gonna come out of my mouth so it's it's really creep, it's, it's you know scary for me and so i end up either declining those kind of opportunities <laughs> or uh, I just support them from the, from the audience.
0: <laughs> right, yeah.
1: Um, and so uh, Xander ends up going with Blue Squadron to attack these Star Destroyers. And it's pretty awesome what he got to do with that arrowhead.
0: <laughs> this provides us also with one of the funniest moments in the episode, the sur- oh, which one? The surviving Walker pilot. Oh, that's yes! Talking to the commander and trying to explain the ship, and then suddenly uh, Xander shows up in the Arrowhead, and the guy's like, "It's happening again."
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, there was at one point where the ship was tilting back because it got cut in half or something, and he was just so terrified.
0: <laughs> it's like he escaped the terror. You know, the terror of what happened on Kashyyyk. And he's there, he survived to tell the story, and then it's like, it comes back, and you can just see him going back into that mode of, like, f- complete fear. Yeah. It's like, no nope. yeah. at, at one point, he's even, like, recommending to her, like, hey, we can get out of here. No one will even have to know we were here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that guy was so great. And, and I love that he had, like, a little sling on his arm. Yep. Yeah,
0: he had he a had little sling, and he had some, like, kind of uh, scuff marks on his chin as well. Yeah, um, yeah. from the cool battle details. which this would be a perfect little uh blind bag minifig if you did a series you know just an obscure character like that but with some really cool detail like that
1: yeah i wonder how would they do the sling
0: i don't remember how they even did it i'm trying to think back of how it looked in the show um but yeah
1: like a fabric type material okay. huh. mm.
0: yeah maybe they could fashion something like with the same material they do with the capes
1: oh yeah 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 and uh I forget where I was going with that
0: (laughs) I threw you off at the random character
1: (laughs) he was was so funny that was a great character and yeah Xander did some awesome flying throughout that scene and I again I just really love the effects of that blue smoke sort of uh explosion that goes on when he slices through all of the star destroyers
0: yeah the arrowhead has to be one of the coolest ships that they've come up with
1: yeah it really is it's it, an awesome vehicle
0: yeah and the idea of that as a weapon is is really interesting in how powerful it can be um yeah it's something that you know it lives in the lego world of star wars but that type of a weapon would be cool to see kind of in the uh the real world of star wars
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And and that imperial guy actually the way he was describing it, he obviously didn't know the name of it. So uh he only knew like the sound and he knew that there was like a glow of sorts around it and it could kind of it kind of explains how if you were to translate that into any canon story, it's just like a ghost really. Nobody really knows the description or the, the name of it, so it, it could go under radar, the radar, as, you know, this ship was once a thing, but unfortunately it never became anything, there nothing ever came of it in right. the
0: end. Yeah, that would be interesting if there was some sort of a reference to it, where they just kind of said, oh, and then that that ghost ship that took out the entire, you know, uh
1: Fleet of, star destroyers. fleet of star
0: destroyers at the <laughs> depot you know like some kind of like offhanded comment that you're reading in a novel and you're like I know what that is that's the arrowhead
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and and so you have MOC uh who's already on this imperial base on Qualadon and Rowan at the same time is has had Roger bring his wrench to take out the storm stormtroopers that are guarding it and Oh, man, Roger had a fantastic scene with those two stormtroopers because he said, storm or clones. Uh, nothing beats the B-1 battle droid yeah. or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. Storm or clone. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> You're all the same or something like that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Rowan goes in, tries to find Maynard. He doesn't sense her, but he still goes in anyway. And and then that's when he discovers MOC walking through Maynard's hologram. And that was very freaky to me. So I had to rank it on Twitter. And I, and I said that that has to be number one in terms of creepy level. And then there's the Minox, number two. And then the Ranats. <laughs>
0: Hey, at least you have the Raynats on the on the scale at all.
1: Not no. not in the not in the vent though. The vent that's fine. It's when they were when you mentioned that them coming out of like an ATAT or an ATST <laughs> or something like that. That that was creepy to me.
0: <laughs> I think Bob Roth even acknowledged that that would be creepy on it Twitter. It would be. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm
0: gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna start a campaign of of trying to get everybody on board with the idea of the Raynats being creepy. <laughs> i got you somewhat convinced bob roth kind of admitted it so you know
1: i would start there's some support i would start a group that says you know rights for rana or something like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a very hermione granger thing to do yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> Uh, And so Roger, as he's, you know, taking care of business outside, unfortunately, he gets cut in half again. Roger, you got (laughs) to look out for yourself, bro.
0: (laughs) At least we know that literally anything can happen to Roger and he will be put back together.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: If Vader can cut you in half and you can still uh, fly a ship afterwards, you're good to go.
1: Yeah. And and Rowan and MOC sort of have a – they have a dual – where they're at and MLC is able to predict everything that Rowan is able to do. And so Rowan manages to escape, but unfortunately there's just nowhere for him to go. So he ends up hiding. And, oh, man, there was this one part where he was, when he was hiding, and he had this little frown on his face. I was so scared for him. I remember, <laughs> I remember my how scared I was when I was watching that scene and, the, the you know, the tension and the suspense behind it. And it sort of also reminded me of Jurassic Park because when MOC goes to attack the last box that's in that room thinking that Rowan's in there Rowan was actually hiding behind a panel on the wall and it reminded me of that kitchen scene with uh the raptors. the raptors, yeah
0: yeah he was he was it almost seemed like he was uh hiding in a locker
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah the that cr- that last crate you know MOC's slowly open it up and you're expecting to see Rowan kind of sitting in the bottom of it but nope he was He kind of outsmarted MOC, at least in that moment.
1: Yes, yeah. And there was that one moment when he was using the bricks to protect himself. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Vader turns up and betrays MOC. As expected. I didn't really think of them as friends at any point in time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Vader's like, yep, I let you do all the work for me. And I'm just going to show up and kind of finish the job. Yeah. Which is not out of character for Darth Vader, um, he's done that actually in the, the Darth Vader comic series. He, he employed a similar tactic with an, uh, with another character.
1: Oh really? Another
0: Imperial that was sent, um, to do something. And he kind of let that guy do the, do the job and then show up in the end, in the end. So, yep.
1: That, that's messed up Vader. <laughs> True to character
0: for Vader. Come on, Anakin. You're better than that. <laughs>
1: And and so uh, poor Roger uh, is dragging himself on the floor as he sees the ship that Vader came in and he assumes and he assumed right correctly that, you know, Vader has taken Rowan or MOC has taken Rowan, either one. And uh, I felt so bad for Roger, you know, dragging himself half of his body (laughs) on the floor
0: yeah, it's kind of like Anakin at the uh, at Mustafar, right?
1: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Not as violent.
1: Not as violent, yeah. <laughs> and, and then so they end up um, going back, switching over to Cordy and Xander. And they're so happy that their days have been so successful uh, and their ends. And unfortunately, they're like, wait, what happened? Wait, where's Rowan? <laughs> and they don't see that the star scavenger is there. And then that's when the star scavenger does arrive, and it has poor Roger still in half. It makes you wonder how he drew, uh, drove the ship, though.
0: Yeah, I don't, yeah. I guess you don't need both halves to fly a ship, right? There's no pedal.
1: I guess not. No. <laughs> there's no there's no
0: acceleration <laughs> pedal. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how these ships work.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you but just yeah, push a button that says "go." Mm-hmm. Go back to base, and you're good go to go. Back-
1: but yeah, he was stressed out clearly, and they find out that Rowan's been taken to Coruscant.
0: Yep. Yeah, and then they kind of leave us with a, a pretty big cliffhanger in this
1: one. That was a cliffhanger. Yeah, they left us with a few cliffhangers this season. Um and, and they were always fun because uh you knew that the next day they'd show what it was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true. You'd have yeah. to wait a week. <laughs> when it's back-to-back ep- episodes like that, it's not much of a cliffhanger, huh?
1: Right, right. Um
0: <laughs> But yeah, so the, even the title of the episode, Perilous Rescue, it's almost talking about the next, you know, kind of the next episode. I guess the Perilous Rescue was referring to Rowan's attempt to rescue Maynard, right. but now he needs to be rescued.
1: Yeah, so I hope the Larmen were safe, that everything was okay. I don't know why there was an Imperial base there. Maybe it was all MLC's, part of MLC's plan, but I hope, you know, their necklaces are intact. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that they're at peace <laughs> yes and then yeah the next episode is escape from coruscant so that's pretty self-explanatory yeah. <laughs> but a lot of stuff goes down and i can't wait to talk about it
0: yes i i was watching re-watching the episode today the one that we just reviewed and then the disney xd app started to autoplay the next episode And the next episode starts out with, like, a really funny joke about the um, Imperial Guards, like the Red Guards.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I
0: was like, oh, I kind of want to watch the rest of this, but I got a podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be a fun one to talk about. But I guess we should start wrapping up.
0: All right yeah so as usual you guys can find us on iTunes you can find all of our episodes over there and you can also leave us a review over there you can find us on Facebook facebook.com slash starscavengers twitter at starscavengers you can send us an email like Kaylee sent us an email starscavengers at gmail.com she's she's actually sent us a number of emails now she has we like hearing from her Um, and we also have our website www.starscavengers.com where you can find our episodes as well
1: and until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the free makers.